Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Exurgat Deus, edisipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derunt eum a facia eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I have to admit, I thought I was going to go the whole day without having an adequate news story to talk about, something that would be pertinent specifically to Catholics, particularly traditional Catholics. And I was this close to managing to make it through today and be like, well, if there's nothing to report on, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going to take the day off because there's nothing to report on. And then, <laughs> as if by providence, <laughs> federal agents are at it again. <laughs> this is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangeli, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diabolios do praesidium. Imperetili Deus, suplegas deprecamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditiorum animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum netrude. Amen. Coriesus sacratissimum, miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, beatis carolus et domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, Ostende facem tuum et salvi animus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I almost made it through the day. I was looking through, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not like there were no news stories. But you got to try a little bit harder for me to focus in on a particular news story that would be endemic to th- of things to come. And sure enough... Well, I should say more accurately, of things to come that I haven't already spoken about exhaustively. And more importantly, not just that I haven't spoken about exhaustively, but I also try not to saturate, you know, the podcast space with stuff that everybody's talking about either. 
this one just kind of piqued my interest because, you know, there was a conference with the Catholic land movement a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, you know, as far as working out homesteading and making sure that we have land and farmland and the capacity to produce food, etc. And this story just sort of percolated out of the nothingness and showed up. Federal agents raid an Amish farm in Pennsylvania. Now, what could the Amish farmer have possibly done? It's fairly common knowledge across America, at least, that the Amish don't partake a whole lot in modern technology. So, Amos, the farmer, quite clearly would not have been using diesel fuel, like a big old diesel tractor. He wouldn't have been using, actually he wouldn't have been using any gas-powered anything. Um, he probably wasn't using modern fertilizers. He was probably using fully organic methods because the, because the Amish locked in where their tech level at, and they have been creeping ever so slowly forward. And by ever so slowly forward, I mean um, they use old-style 18th century batteries with LEDs because the LEDs provide greater light, which, which fulfills the requirements of their horse-drawn carriages to provide sufficient illumination for themselves at night. Yeah, they use LEDs and 18th century batteries. Batteries that are so old and ancient that you can actually build them at home. By the way, did you know you can actually build quasi-modern batteries at home? I mean, you don't need the high speed. I mean, in this day and age, you could, I mean, we could take like a 3D printer and you can print out the casing and, and probably actually smelt the lead yourself. Like, I mean, the a lot of the stuff, you could probably actually do a lot of, a, a lot of more modern tech stuff at home now because we have the means of production that has been so atomized, like, I mean, low-level people can actually do this stuff. It is very easy to make a battery for your car at home. We don't do this because we don't think of doing it, but it is extraordinarily simple. Now, <clears throat> keeping this in mind, because this is actually one of the things that um, the Amish do is they use... You know, they'll, 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 they'll use just enough technology to get the government off their back about particular things that the government supposedly has the right to do. Case in point, using LEDs to light up a, a horse-drawn carriage so that they don't get run over by a tractor-trailer in the middle of the night. But that's pretty much as far as they go. Um, you might see some Amish construction people... For the, sake, for the sake of being able to do the building, in fact, actually, my mother had a shed built at her house by, uh, with uh, using Amish labor, and they rode out in the truck, but they had their own hand tools and this, that, and the other, and they, just, and they built the shed. Pretty, like, dialed it way, way back. So needless to say, there were no cordless drills. You know, there was not a plug-in powered powered circular saw. Um, you know, very, very toned down 
Um, it, you'll get a lot of them like in the Mennonite communities. You get a lot of Mennonite community because a lot of like there's a little bit of back and forth there. But the fact is, is that if it's an Amish farmer in oh what was the name of the place? It's like Burdenhand, Pennsylvania or something like that. Um, it's Needless to say, A, it's an organic farm. If you didn't realize it, it is, in fact, an organic farm. Organic and holistic. That's in, that's in actually the name. Um, Amos provides food for roughly 4,000 people in his local community. He does not sell. You know, you're not going to find Amos's goods on the market in, La, in, in a Whole Foods store in Los Angeles. It's not happening. He provides food for his local community, roughly 4,000 people. Federal marshals raided this place, took an inventory of his stuff, imposed a three hundred fifty—I think a three hundred fifty thousand dollar fine for his operation, and ordered him to no to cease production of meat for his community. Kind of a big deal. Why? Because those of you. Look, I am a huge advocate for the Catholic land movement. I really am. I am a huge advocate for anything that it that increases the level of freedom for Catholics to be Catholics, particularly traditional Catholics in an age where everything's just gone so out of control insane that, you know, finding finding an adequate way to carry a faithful lifestyle forward is becoming much and much much more and much more difficult as time goes on. But the fact that dozens of federal marshals raided an Amish dude seriously, I want to think about this for a minute. They raided the farm, rolling in with the only automobiles in the area. They brought the only cell phones, the only high technology the only firearms made prior or made after probably 1930 if there are any because as far as I as I understand it Amish communities are fully pacifist so they so they're not armed anyway I could be mistaken on that but I'm reasonably certain Amish communities are fully pacifist and so if they do have any firearms it is literally for hunting only. Think about that. An operation that's feeding a fourth. Okay, let's let's run some numbers. This village in Pennsylvania is approximately four thousand people. Okay, that's four thousand men, women, and children. 4,000 people. We're not talking like biblical times in the old days where it was 4,000 men plus women and children, which might increase the population up to 10,000. We're talking about 4,000. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, there's a couple of towns in my area that have 4,000 people. They're not high density. There is not, a, a, like, no joke, we're not talking, this is not a big population. This is, however, a farm that is feeding that whole community. But this isn't Smithfields. This isn't Tyson Foods. This isn't Swift. Or I think they're called JBS now. This is literally a mom-and-pop operation. A private operation where private citizens, probably Amos and, let's be real, probably Amos, his wife, and nine or ten kids. If we're being honest, that's probably what's going on there. He probably, you know... Might have a couple of might have a couple of helpers from the neighbors, um, you know, nieces and nephews, literally nieces and nephews. But this is not a big time operation. This arguably is about as small as it gets. Four th- you're feeding four thousand people. How many cows do you think ta- it takes to feed four thousand people? Let me ba- let me backtrack. If you kill one ca- one whole cow easily could feed one family for a year. This might be... I mean, he. I suppose he might have 4,000 head of cattle. But he could probably feed... But he could probably feed the people with as little as maybe 2,000. Like I said, I don't know exactly how large this operation is. And 2,000 head of cattle, to be sure... Seems large. Seems large. Seems large. But remember, 
that news story that came out uh, a little while back about some 10,000 cow, 10 or 20,000 cows dying like all at once. And there were meat pack and there were meat uh, uh, meat producers, just say ranchers, who came who literally came out and said, "It was like this this is not out of the ordinary." The only thing that it looks shocking because they're all stacked up in one spot, but ten thousand, but losing ten thousand, twenty thousand cattle in a year doesn't make even a slightest dent in the meat in the meat industry. So while two thousand cattle probably you know sounds like a lot, it may not be. May not be at all. I mean, we're not talking we're not talking about 36 ounce ribeyes every night for the family. That's not how Amish people are. Not typically. And that's why this is important to understand. This is not a large oper this is definitely not a large scale operation. Definitely definitively not. This is an Amish community as low tech as it gets. If there are cell phones, if there are cell phones, which as I understand it is generally a faux pas, there might be, there might be a, not really a pay phone per se, but a, but a town phone just in case of emergencies. It's been a really long time since I've been in an Amish community or, I mean, I've known, I've known people, um, known Mennonites. And when they talk about the community, it's pretty, it's pretty isolated. At the time we're talking, well, you know, it's like, you have a cell phone. There's actually like one phone in the town that, the, that they use in case they have to, in case they have a, a major emergency where they need emergency medical services to come in. Assuming they're even willing to let emergency medical services come in. It's kind of there as a just in case. <clears throat> kind of feel like I'm babbling on a little bit. Here's the core of the point. They imposed a fine that's guaranteed to break this guy in half. It's not like he's in it's not like he's rolling in dough. He's literally farming for his community. Any money that he has is literally is coming into him and going right back out into his community. And federal marshals raided his farm shut his farm down or his ranch i guess and told him he can no longer and told him he can no longer provide food for the community he is no longer allowed to conduct business now you guys may not remember but about 15 years ago you may not remember the story because it's not like it was a, it's not like it was a big deal story. If you dial the clock, clock back about 15 years, this, this was back when I was a libertarian and I was looking at abuses of of big government agencies that were doing things that were just psychotic. And about 15 years ago, federal agents from various agencies, including the Environmental Protection Agency, um, but various agencies, shut down a farm using the Commerce Clause 
when the farm wasn't actually a farm. It was a small, I think, 10 or 15 acre piece of land that was off the grid. Where the family was literally using their own land to feed themselves. Now, like I said, it wasn't a very big story. It was a very long time ago. I remember it going, okay, that means the government has entirely too much power. And they find this guy under interstate law using the Commerce Clause. They determined that they could regulate the amount of food he was able to grow for his family, despite the fact that he was not selling the food anywhere except occasionally to neighbors who were short on food. Let me put that in. He was not selling the food except to his neighbors occasionally who were short on food. The principal purpose of his farm was to provide sustenance for himself, his wife, and his children. And federal agents went in to his home shut him down using the Commerce Clause and a judge bewilderingly deemed that because he was not conducting commerce, he was impacting interstate commerce. And that is what they used as the authority to go in and shut this guy down. Now I said, I've been a huge supporter of the Catholic land movement. I'm, a, I'm an enthusiast. Of the, of the process. However, one of the reasons why I am not a super huge prepper, one of the reasons why I have not gone out and bought 30, 40 acres of my own and started doing this whole thing and, and, and moving in that direction is because I have seen before that if they want to make an example in order to stop other people from doing something like living off the grid, and to be sure they don't do it to everybody, but if they want to make the example, they will. And they will find whatever means at their disposal to make it happen. Whatever means at their disposal. Now, the Catholic land movement is gaining in popularity across the country. They just had a conference. You have a limited window to grow this movement to a for, into a force to be reckoned with on a public platform. And there's no guarantee that you're going to manage to, honestly, there's no guarantee you're going to manage to become either large enough or manage to hit that groove. There's no guarantee that the hammer of the United States government won't just come in and just smash the daylights out of you and, and scatter. And this is my only warning to Fred Simon on Twitter, whom I have the utmost respect for, and is quite possibly one of the coolest dudes on Twitter and one of the coolest dudes in the, in the traditional Catholic movement overall. My only warning to him is that if you stick your head up high enough, you will get 
hammered. It's not to say there wouldn't be a huge outcry. It's not to say, like, it's uh, the graces of martyrdom. It's uh, like, I mean, like, all of the counterbalancing, all of the counterbalancing arguments, you know, things that make you a Catholic are also applicable. So this isn't like one of those, hey, be careful, keep your head down, you don't want to get smashed. That's not necessarily true. I would look forward to an opportunity to be martyred by my government, even if it is a white martyrdom. I would look forward to an opportunity to being martyred by my government as a Catholic. There's nothing I want more than martyrdom for the faith. So this isn't like a warning to be like, hey, keep your head down. This is a, hey, as this gets bigger, understand that as each day progresses, you get closer and closer and closer to becoming the target. Now, one of the nice things is, is I, is I, he and I haven't spoken directly, but the dis, I've seen his discourse with, with other prominent Catholics like Mike over at Restoring the Faith. And I will tell you that he is very likely, his answer would be come and get it. You want to do it? Come and get it. <clears throat> For those of you who have, who believe, who believe that you have a little bit more at stake, a difference in your responsibilities, keep in mind they just raided an Amish farm and shut it down, or are trying to shut it down. I don't think they're going to be terribly successful. There's nothing more... <laughs> it does not matter that America is largely anti-Christian. It does not matter. <clears throat> None of that matters. The fact is, Christianity you know, the heretical Christianity, Christianity, whatever, however it is that you want to try and frame this, from a religious standpoint, it has nothing to do with religion at this point. In the same way that there's just something offensive about doing something so outside the scope of the law, there's going to be a huge amount of sympathy generated as this story starts to pick up speed, starts to pick, gain wind and pick up speed. Because it's the Amish. They are a pacifist people. They are Luddites after a manner. I mean, they reject modern technology because it is modern technology, specifically because it makes you too comfortable. They reject the modern technology specifically because it makes you too comfortable. It's not because it's bad technology. It's literally, they reject it because it makes things too comfortable. And there's nobody who's going to be able to look at this guy and say, Amos, you're a bad man. You're evil. And you have no right to do the thing that you're doing, which is providing food for your community. In the exact environmentally sound way that the government is trying to impose on its bigger farms outside of Amish country. I'm not even joking. You cannot make this crap up. Amos doesn't use gasoline. He doesn't use any petrol. He doesn't use petroleum in at, at, at all. He doesn't use 
processed fertilizers or specialty fertilizers. He literally farms his farm organically. This is literally what the World Economic Forum and all the Davos crowd, he literally does it exactly like that. And the federal government just went in to shut him down. Does that make sense to you? Because these people are not actually tied in to the federal government power grid. And by and I don't mean like the electrical grid. I mean the the structures of national power. That's why they went after him. He literally does everything exactly the way they want the whole country to do. Read the books, read the texts, go, you know, go to the World Economic Forum, go to UK Fires. He literally does it exactly the way just as as <laughs> as a religious obligation, he literally does it the way it has always been done throughout history, which is precisely why he doesn't use the modern farming techniques because that's the way it has always been done throughout history, which is the exact direction they want to take the entire national farming and international farming industry. That's the direction they want to take him in, but he has been entirely too successful and he is not under their thumb, and so they went after him. It has been a very interesting thing because in particular when it comes to when it comes to practical lifestyle choices, what I have noticed is that a lot of people in the traditionalist movement, so like you go the Catholic land movement, if you like if you when you look back and you go, okay, the crackpot lefties are saying we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. And those of us with a brain are looking at what they're saying and they're going, Well yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like you're you're using all these artificial chemicals. And that doesn't seem to be helping. You know, you look at you look at obesity and all the medical problems that we have in the in, in the country today. And what and what do we look at? We look at GMOs. We look at seed oils. We look at all of these artificial preservatives. We look at hormones. Not like we look at all of these things and we say, okay, it's time for us to not do these things anymore, because they seem, through practical experience, they seem to be hurting people. And while these left wing tree hugging hippie crazies do seem to be exactly that crazy. We can at least meet you. We're not going to meet you because we don't want your, like, we don't want your degeneracy contaminating our families. But we're pro but we do like this method, this method, this method, that technology, this thing over here, that, and this and that. How many people, seriously, I want you to just kind of cast, cast your mental net across the country for a moment. And, you know, look at the prepping movement. How many preppers are looking at making sure that they have solar and wind and heat pumps and things that are actually sustainable and regenerating? I mean, I've mentioned earth ships on this podcast because the concept of having a fully self-contained home that contains all of the water that you're going to need, all of the food that you're going to need, the proper climate control, all of those things, the greenhouse, like all of those things. I've been looking at that and I'm going, that, that's the direction I want to move in. I do eventually want to get a house or get a piece of land and I want to build an earth ship on it because it'll give me for two reasons. One, it gives me a reason to work at the house, planting, planting, gardening, um, you know, shepherding a few sheep here and there, maybe some chickens, 
and it and because it pulls me away from the rest of society because I have to actually focus more of my effort on that, it also gives me an opportunity to spend my off time doing what? Going into the chapel that I want to add to this earthship so that I could spend time in prayer. And because everything is self-contained, I don't I'm not drawn out of the house to go off and go do a whole bunch of stuff. I might be able to do a few things here and there, but I can run that for a very very low cost and only occasionally go out into the world and go do stuff and then come back and spend the next couple of months chilling. And no joke, that is actually the direction I want to head in is where where I can just come out, I can make a little bit of money for a little while, enough to sustain for another six, eight months, and then come back and carry on gardening, ranching, well, mini ranching, um, you know, and, and ten, tending tending to, you know, some limited livestock and spending the rest of my time in prayer. That is literally the goal. And what's included in that? Well, an earth ship, an earth ship's construction is of used materials. So it's repurposed bottles, it's repurposed cardboard, it's repurposed tires, it's repurposed, you know, and maybe if I need, if I need some independent um, building materials, go and swing out to a Home Depot and buy a couple, and buy a couple of racks or a couple of bundles of sandbags or something like that. But everything is, everything is set specifically so that it is all self-contained. Might have to go up and top this, top off, you know, get some water to top off the cisterns every so often because let's be real, I'm not ready for an entirely, you know, <clears throat> an entirely internal water system. I'll probably, I'll, you know, I'll probably end up spending some time mucking that one up before I finally figure out the balance on that. But that's the intent, that's the purpose, that's the direction. How much of that, now think about this for just a moment, because when you're thinking of that internal, you're gardening and you're not going out and buying fertilizer. Not going out, like not going out and buying a whole bunch to keep the garden going. So what does that mean? That means a lot of stuff's getting recycled and treated within the house itself. Can you think of something that's more quote unquote environmentally friendly than that? Solar power, wind power, etc. All of those minor, solar, enough solar power to provide for a minimum of technology. A minimum of technology. Literally, probably enough to run a fridge. When you look in that direction, you go, okay, well, solar power, everything's off the grid, blah, 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 it's all, in, it's all internal, it's all, it's all contained, it's all right there. Is that not the stereotypical leftist dream? The only thing that makes it not quite leftist is there's nothing of a commune involved. It would be my home. That's the only thing that makes it quote unquote right wing. Everything else is researching is researching into things that are outside the norm to do things in an affordable, dare I say sustainable, low cost, low impact manner. This is not some this is not some uber right, super hyper industrial, like this is very much the opposite of that. 
And when you look at across, and when you look across at you know the Catholic movements, the, the particularly when it comes to like the various the various forms of sort of conservative prepper movement, <clears throat> it looks just like the left wing version, but with private property and guns. It's literally the only difference. You have the left-wing utopia where there's a commune and this, that, and the other, and then you have the right-wing version of that where it's private property and guns and a family. Or you could take it one step further and make it Catholic instead of just right-wing where there's private property, there's guns, and it's a hermitage or a monastery. You know, consecrated... uh, uh, Well, I would say consecrated religious life, except for try to... Try to be a diocesan hermit in your diocese. I honestly don't think that anybody except maybe someone like Father Nix, who was already a Catholic priest, could manage to pull it off. And it and it and it shows when you look at the statistics. They actually there was a whole bunch of statistics on Twitter released this last uh, these last couple of days. When you look at the religious. So you got the priests and you got the consecrated brothers and you got the consecrated sisters and like when you go through the consecrated religious there are no monks. Statistically, it's nearly zero. I encourage you try, you know, look it up. You'll find out because it, it's you know, you've got lay Catholics and it, you, like you've got People who claim to be Catholic, and then people who are generally faithful Catholics who would attend Mass at least once a month, and then you got the weekly Mass attendees, and then you got the weekly plus, like with you know daily daily communicants and such, and then it goes priests, and and they run through it. So like you got them, and then you got the priests, and you got nuns, and then you got bro- religious brothers, and by the time you and and you go from like seventy three million lay Catholics, thirty six thousand nuns. And right around 10,000 religious brothers. 10,000 monks. 10,000 Catholic monks in America. There are more nuns than priests, and there are more priests... Excuse me. There are barely more nuns than priests. I think they're about neck and neck, if I remember correctly. It might actually be less nuns. But the bottom line is, is there are almost no religious brothers. There are almost no monks. I don't know how common, I don't, I don't know how common that ratio is throughout history, but I do find it remarkable that a religion that was famous for its monasteries doesn't have any monks. A religion that was famous for monks and hermits, and there are no more. The only diocesan, now granted, it's not like you're going to know about a whole bunch of diocesan hermits, but in the last 10 states that I've lived in, I've known of one diocesan hermit, and that's Father David Nix. Anyway, in case you haven't figured out, My goal is to eventually attain the means to become a hermit. To retire from society and have it just be me, the little bit that I need to have food, 
shelter, and God. That's it. That's all I really want. It's literally the entire direction that I want my life to go in. That's it. Somehow or other, I'm going to get there. It's going to take some doing, but somehow or other, I'm going to get there. That's the goal. That's the direction I'm headed in. That's what I'm looking for. And I know, and here's where it gets really funny. If I manage to achieve that, it's not a large chance, but the chance is not zero. That someone from the church or the state is going to do everything that they can to mess that up. To make it so that it is not possible. And I would say that's disturbing. I would say it's shocking. But let's be real. Federal marshals just raided an Amish farm for being an Amish farm. Not just being an Amish farm, but actually being the type of farm that is the left-wing psychopath's model for farming. And they just went in and shut it down. Why? Because he's too successful, apparently. I don't know what the motive was. I don't know what trumped-up charges were. But there it is. And I would much rather, if these psychopaths are going to come after me, I would much rather they come after me because I'm Catholic. But I'm going to warn you, agents... I carry not just the five-decade rosary as my armament, but I have the 15-decade psalter as my heavy weapon. Malone Le Bay, if you dare. I'm not going to tell you to keep your head down if you happen to be involved in the Catholic land movement. If you're, and, I, and I don't mean officially as part of the Catholic land movement, but if you're part of the movement to return to the land, you know, to become self-sufficient, to make it so that you can take care of yourself and a small community, to retreat from the society at large, I'm not telling you don't. I'm not. There's nothing better than to do the right thing and then to be targeted because you're doing the right thing. There's nothing better. But understand, if they're going after an Amish farm, I mean, you're Catholic. And the world hates the Catholic Church. The world hates Catholics most of all. Just keep it in mind. Pray for the church, pray for your nation, pray for your communities and your priests, and pray for us in Catholic social media that we don't guide you wrong. Hold them high. Let them see those beads. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic, reminding you, there is no quarter for demons.
May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.